radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. like Donkey Kong. It's on like Donkey Kong. What's up? It's on like Donkey Kong, Mario, Luigi, the mushrooms, and the little, uh, all those, all those other little things. Nintendo characters. What's up? What's up, automotive land? Those are called Goombas. Goombas. It's on like Donkey Kong with a side of Goombas. It's like Donkey Kong's Goombas. <laughs> wow. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Go there. We just went deep, deep and low. Hey, man, this is Dave Villa. And I'm Dave Cribs. And you're listening to Auto Dealer Live, the show where dealers go. And it is that time. It is that time. It is that place. It is that season. It is that time. We got the right guest. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Hey, we've got a great show for dealers today. We're going to have the one and only Jim Ziegler, the (laughs) alpha dog. He's a legend in the industry. And uh, he's going to be sharing today from his hit video on YouTube, over 300,000 hits. How to dance. How to dance, yeah. (laughs) How to karaoke. Hey, he doesn't mean Johnny Cash from what I've heard, so maybe he'll share that with us too, but... Uh, how to work a car deal. But actually, we're going to get real serious with Jim today. How to work a car deal. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, how to begin that deal and work through it uh, from the desk. Jim is going to just give us uh, tons of valuable uh, insights into the dynamics of working the car deal uh, right from the desk. And uh, I can't wait to get started with Jim. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've got Marsh Bice, general sales manager of Mark Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Lake Charles, Louisiana. His sales diamond segment is today. We have Amanda and Aaron Ryan. Ryan, uh, also with us at Get Your Social On. And Dave Cribbs and I are here. And listen, I want to get this thing started off right. If you're on Twitter, you're probably already following us. We want to thank you for that. But the tweeter leader is going on right now. We've got swag. I don't know if the cameras can pick it up. I had my assistant put it down here. I don't think they can, Mike. But uh, we've got shirts. We've got Auto Dealer Live shirts. We have Car Girl, Car Guy shirts. Just show them. I'm to hold them up a little bit there, Dave. Um, I can't really do it from where I'm at without knocking my drinks over. Here's but we've got Car, car Girl, Car Guy shirt. We've got Auto Dealer Live. We got them in white. We got them in black. Here's we got them in tank girl. tops. Tank we got them in V-necks for women. We got them in 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 uh, guys and gal sizes. Look, man, we got swag going on. We got some autographed books, and the top twenty influencers, one through twenty, are going to get some swag. Um, compliments and of Auto Dealer Live. We want to thank you for that. So jump on Twitter and let's blow it up. Let's start it right now. And it ends at 5.30 on the dot. And periodically through the show in the next hour, we're going to be sending out who's in, who's ahead and who is represented in that top 20. Um, we're going to talk a little bit, Dave. Let's go ahead and take the next few minutes before we jump right on uh, with uh, Jim Ziegler here in a minute and discuss how to work a car deal. Let's talk about the power of a TO. Let's talk about the turnover um, specifically regarding 
the automotive industry. And I want to kind of throw it out there as this, man. I look at it, at it as the power of agreement, the power of validation. And I look at a TO as simply psychological in that it brings in a second voice and validates and agrees with the current situation and gives somebody a warm and fuzzy feeling. And I'll set it off by saying this, and I'll equate it to something we can all you know, relate to. You come to work one day or you know, you're, you're, you're at work and it's getting a, you know, close to lunchtime. Maybe it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock and you know, you're beginning to think about what am I going to eat for lunch? And you're thinking about, hey, do I want five guys? You know, or do I want, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, Taco Bell? <laughs> you know, hey, listen, both of them are good, right? Or whatever it is. You know, do I want Outback? Do I want Chili's? And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, I can, I can go for either one. And you don't really know. There's not a pro or con. They're both as equally, you know, distant. You know, one's maybe on this side, one's that side. And, you know, I can get there. It's really, there's really not a, 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 a you know, a deciding factor, so to speak. You can kind of go either way. And then somebody you work with walks up and goes, man, I'm eating Outback for lunch today. And boom, there, there it is. The validation that you were looking for, the second voice, the power of agreement, the T.O. Or the, or the psychology behind a T.O. just took place. And you're eating Outback because you know why? Not because Chili's all of a sudden got, you know, got worse, you know, became less uh, appealing to you or desirable. It's that somebody came along and validated and agreed with and pushed you over the edge. Isn't that really what happens on a T.O.? Well, that's absolutely a big part of the T.O. in the car business. You know, anytime you can bring a second voice in and add additional credibility, which is really what where I think you were going there with that power of agreement as well. But in the car business, it even goes beyond that because imagine bringing in that person that's going to recommend that uh, restaurant. Imagine if that was, you know, Gordon Ramsay that came in to talk about where you were going to eat. Because when a T.O. man or a T.O. woman in the car business comes in on that T.O., they're coming in as an expert, just like when you come in on a T.O., Dave, uh, when you're talking to dealers, you've talk to dealers for 20 years now. Mm -hmm. So there are there are things that you're going to pick up on, reactions, uh, different uh, inflections in the customer, some of their behaviors. You're going to pick up on that, and you're going to be able to take that uh, to a new place. It's going to give you new direction. And ultimately, you know, we, we talked about uh, one of the best practices uh, in the car business the last couple of weeks, and we talked about that early TO. That, that is something I'm just really, really big on. So um, one of the things that that does immediately is it, uh, it, it takes away some of the fear and anxiety from customers. They've already met a manager right after they arrived at the dealership. Um, and you give the manager uh, uh, an equal benefit because now the manager, when they go in later for the TO, they're going to they're already going to have a connection that they had earlier. They can pick up right where they left off, and ultimately, also one of the other uh, several of the other dynamics mm -hmm. in the TO is that you know when that uh, TO man or woman comes in to take over that deal, ultimately what they really become is a salesperson. Uh, they start all over. The first thing they're going to do is find out what has been accomplished so far and where are where is that customer and that salesperson in that process. So if there's a place that's been missed, which oftentimes during a TO, there's something that has gone awry somewhere at some point. So a good TO person will be able to figure that out real quickly and get things back in the sales process where it should be and then be, be able to continue that deal and also for the salesperson not only 
uh, does the salesperson get the advantage of having a pro come in and mm-hmm. kind of help them along the way? But also uh, that salesperson, it's a training lesson right then and there for that salesperson. And even the most experienced veterans uh, also understand the value of the TO. And no matter how high up the chain, like we talked about last week, um, the TO can continue to the next manager, to the owner, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. Yeah, it can. And, you know, and uh, one, one thing I'll say, we're going to do, do a uh, panel within the next uh, month here uh, in June um, where, where we've had four square debates and we've had discussions on two or not two or haggle one price, uh, you know, up system, no up system. We're going to have a TO versus no TO. And you know what? The, you're asking, well, are there those that feel that way that the TO should go away? Because yes, there are. And, you know, the feeling is possibly that, that you know, it's, it's too pressured in today's society. Maybe the millennials or this generation is not used to that. And they're going to react in an adverse way. But we're going to bring on both sides here within the next couple of three weeks. Uh, we'll give you more uh, notification soon on Tower Talk, which is our autom- Great American Automotive Panel Tower Talk to TO or not to TO. That is the question. So we're going to be, be discussing that. Yeah, it is. That'll be a and, great And uh, you don't want to miss that because, you know, bottom line is there's both sides and you know, and here's one thing to think about before we uh, move on to, uh, to 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 the to the to the show here. One thing to think about with this whole matter and get ready with your questions. Um, you know, listen, I, Dave's talking about talent. You know, and, and it's easy for us to do that because and I don't mean anything by this, but you know, when you're talented in sales, you know, and you practice the TO policy, which you did in the auto business, you do here, I do here. It's a 100% policy. When you do that, and you're talented, and you're closers, and you have the talent to do that, it's easy to talk about it from that teaching and training standpoint but you're asking hey what if what if my manager sucks <laughs> what if my manager <laughs> is not talented and here's the question to be thinking about when this panel is going to be coming up here should i still have a to and that's going to be a question that's going to be answered and we're going to address that and we're going to talk about that listen jim ziggler is on deck i see him swinging the bat he's got those weighted bats he's standing in the on deck circle i see him now on skype over in the corner over there, he's, he's swinging it, man. He's getting ready. He's knocking the dirt off his cleats. The alpha dog, the one, the only, the, the freaking automotive genius with his alpha dog hat is standing on deck. You don't want to go anywhere. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. We're going to go jump to a word from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be discussing how to work a car deal. A car deal. We'll be right back. Cellcology salespeople are some of the coolest salespeople in the country, and they sell a lot of cars. Why? Because they build amazing brands that their customers never forget. And they collect hundreds of referral leads every month from the customers they sell. On top of that, they partner with local businesses to exponentially grow their marketplace awareness within their community. And they follow up like a boss with sold and unsold customers. If you'd like to have a team that does the same thing, please go to cellcology.com or call 612-387-7776.
Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself. Your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. All right, we're back. We're back. And uh, the one and only Jim Ziggler is on deck, and he's getting ready now. He's, get, he's like a boxer sitting on the edge of that chair in the locker room. You know, when you, when you have a documentary of a boxer, you know, Manny Pack or Floyd Mayweather or Tyson back in the day, and the, the door opens in the, in the gym, and the camera catches the boxer sitting, getting his hands taped up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. That's what Jim's doing right now. And you can't help but try to sneak a peek back there. Hey, where do these guys get the forms? We want to make sure they're prepared because they're ready. Twitter's blowing up right now. Yes, we'll get this up on the screen for you. But right now, you can go to Alpha Dog, D-A-W-G, alphadogblog.com, and you can download for free the exact forms that Jim will be talking about today on the show as we walk through how to work a car deal. I know I took a look at some of these forms earlier just to kind of re-familiarize myself with them. I've seen them. I'm a big fan of them. Uh, you'll see the customer proposal along with uh, trade-in, uh, used car, new car forms. Uh, a great opportunity. Jim's making those available to you for free. If you go to Alpha Dog, that's Alpha D-A-W-G blog.com, you can download those for free. Absolutely. Hey, without further ado, <clears throat> we're ready. What you've been waiting for. What you've been tweeting about all day, what social media has been buzzing about. We got the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend on Skype with us right now, ready to go. How to work a car deal. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank and welcome Jim Ziegler. Jim, thank you for being with us, sir. How are you today? I'm having the best day of my entire life. Well, you look great, I'm excited. Man. You absolutely look great. You look in rare form. And uh, hey, before we go any further, I w- it was on Twitter. A couple What's people. Going on, guys. Oh man, Good. not too much. Very well, very well. Hey, question for you, Jim. Um, it was asked on Twitter because we have a tweeting influencing contest going on. Somebody said, "Can will Jim throw an alpha dog hat uh, in on the uh, swag pack for the top influencers? Will you, will you throw an alpha dog hat in?" Can you hear us, Jim? Can you hear us, Jim? Volume's low, guys. Okay. Well, Mike's working on that right now. Mike, you got the volume here? Can you hear us now, Jim? Can, can, can you, you hear, hear us? us now, Jim? Are we okay? We can hear you. We can hear you. Can you hear us? I got you perfectly. 
Okay, you got okay, us. Okay, great. Okay, question was asked, Jim. Um, we're, we're having a tweeting contest, and the top influencers are getting some shirts and stuff like that. And somebody asked, will Jim throw in an alpha dog hat? Uh-oh, you heard that. All right. Come on, guys. Blow Twitter up. Jim said the alpha dog hats are on. Now I, think... I, now I have to tweet and interview at the same time. <laughs> Why don't you jump in, man? <laughs> Go ahead and just start this thing off. Yeah, hey, Jim. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we're kind of following up this training with based on the successful YouTube video that you have out there that's gotten right at 300,000 hits. I don't think there are that many dealers in the country or maybe salespeople. So um, you're doing something right there. And, you know, that's what we wanted to talk about today. And I really kind of want to just take advantage of the limited time we have by jumping right in and kind of having you walk us through that. And if there's anything we can do uh, and correspond with you, just let us know. Uh, credit union, uh, 
Cars.com. They got all these excuses. They puke all over your desk, and the manager starts writing the deal with a scared pencil. <laughs> Excuse me. You're not going to make any money you didn't go for. You're not going to make any shots you didn't take. And when you hear the groceries we do in these dealerships, it, it's not because we're, we're laying people away. My philosophy is full price is a fair price. We've got to stop doing for cheating people asking for all the money. That's wrong. Yeah. We've got to yeah. get that culture out of the dealership. Yeah, Jim. So, yeah. Jim, I just want to ask you this. Do you think that in our pursuit to create this wonderful experience and get the customers happy, which is a big focus, that that's somehow psychologically affecting the sales team and, 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 and it kind of makes them think, well, uh, we've got to do everything for the customer and the customer's way instead of sticking to what we know is a proven process? Well, listen, customer friendly is what I'm all about. You'd have to you have to see me work in a dealership to fully understand we're not abusing customers. Mm-hmm. Our customers are laughing, cutting up, having a good time. It's, we're selling the relationship. We're pulling. We're not pushing. But when we present the figures, it's all the money all the time. It's, it's, yeah, I think this is where a lot of confusion uh, kind of gets in the way uh-huh. because I think that salespeople – uh, today, and uh, not all of them, obviously, but when we talk about old school practices or old school, new school, to me, there really is no old school or new school. Old There's a, school. A, a right way and a wrong way. And if you're doing it the right way, you can stick to that process. And like you said, Jim, make it smooth, make it awesome, it's make it labeling, exciting. It's what I call labeling blackmail. The whole society will label somebody to be this or label them to be that. Old school. Now, now all of a sudden, you're not new school, so you're not cool. Quit it. I mean, I'm working in real dealerships in the real world, and we got vendors who have become the brand, and the dealers are no longer the brand. And I'm sorry, full price is fair. Yeah. Let's get into the, the idea of how you desk a deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, first of all, write them, don't fight them. I don't want my salesman finding up too much information. I don't need to know where they've been. I don't need to know what they want to pay. The stupidest single question we ask a consumer is, what's your budget? What a dumbass question that is. How much do you want to pay? You think they're telling you the highest number they could possibly pay? Come on, David. David? No. Yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. We we want them working toward our number, not us working toward theirs. They got to see your number first. The number add, one but, rule of desking is the consumer must see our number before we listen to their numbers. Jim, let me ask Don't you. Let the consumer and salesman start the deal. Let me ask you this, and I mean, obviously, you probably recovered this. You know, and this is this is you unplugged, so we don't want to prohibit you. Uh, but but let me ask this: Is fear? Does fear? Have anything to do with this fear of the unknown? Because we talk fear about of the money. Fear, okay. The managers and salesmen are afraid. The salespersons are afraid of the money. Hmm. Yeah, don't be afraid of the money. I mean, down payment is the key to profitability. We, we got to get into that before our time runs out. Down payment's what it's all about. Yeah. When you present that first set of figures to the customer, the, the management must make the first proposal to the customer. Give me a stupid-ass number. 
Then I what agree. do you do? Come on. Then what you, are we thinking? We are so stupid. Well, then, you, Jim, if you've done that, and if you've done that, you've, you've dug yourself, it sounds to me, I mean, I, common sense, you've dug yourself a hole that what are you going to do now, right? I mean, you're on the defense. What's your budget? <laughs> are you going to tell the cat that the highest number you Good. Talk about that for a second, Jim. Talk to the managers that are listening. I want you to stay there for a second, man. Managers need, need don't need to worry about being their friend. They need to be their supervisors. Man, that's big. Yeah. That's good. Jim, 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 let's go back for a moment to cash down because we, you know, we know that cash. Oh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Time 
Mm. That's no shortcuts. It starts out, Mr. Customer, the market value of the vehicle you're purchasing is, fill in the blanks, 25600 32000 You've received a value motion package from the manufacturer. David and David, do you realize that most domestic cars and a lot of the imports have value package discounts on the sticker? Yes, I'm aware of that. Yep. Go ahead, Jim. Why is some, something so simple? I mean, why is that so important? Why is that? Why is that so important? And, and you know, hey, we're paying off your old car. 
What what are you doing there? I mean, words I know, are the toolbox. Words are tools. The words you say to the customer semantics. We want to use colorful, picturesque language as a psychological effect. That's your old tool. Right. Your old truck. You know. And Mr. Customer, as you know. Now love the words as you know. The words as you know implies what I'm about to say, whatever it is, is common knowledge. And if you admit you don't know whatever I'm about to say, you're going to appear to be a dumbass. Uh, well, yeah. you know, look your customer, as you know. As you know, I love that, Jim. <clears throat> as you know, I love that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> as you know, the banks in this market, including Ally Financial, you know, whichever your lender is, Toyota Credit, the banks in this market, including Toyota Credit, would like to see as much as 20% cash down payment for the best financial programs. For the final set interest rates, why, why put interest rate in financial programs? The banks would like to see, they don't demand it, they'd like to see 20% cash down payment. That's what they advertise when they advertise figures. You can't read them, they go by on TV so quick, but they're 20% down in most of those. 18 and 628 depending on your personal credit. Always give them $10 straight in every state except Washington. Hey, Jim, let me ask you this. Let me ask you maybe the obvious question here. But so you're saying, okay, don't ask them how much money do you have. Anything you do for them below what they need is pretty positive, isn't it? <laughs> I got a word track. I, I wish I could teach the whole course here, but I, of course we've got limited time. The word track is, sorry, the banks today, most of them operating with federal bailout assistance, would like to see an equity position going in. I know 10, 20 years ago, you probably bought a car with no money down, and you probably still could do that today. But the banks certainly would prefer an equity position going in. I, here's the word track. Why is this the most powerful word tracking in down payment? So the banks don't require 20% down. I can certainly obtain finance for you with less down payment. Mm. Do you hear the power of that word track? Yeah. I can certainly obtain financing for you with less down payment. Super Jim to the and rescue. Look, you just became a hero to me. You just became a hero to him. You just became, you just became a hero to him. 
Super Jim. Of course. Sir, I can certainly tell you Jim, Jim, yeah, Jim. Also, okay, sorry, Jim. Um, can you also just take a moment? I know the veterans out there understand this, but maybe there are new people in the business or others watching. Can you share with them why the what the correlation is between cash down and gross? Because if we're not moving discount on the price, why uh, does the amount that someone's putting down? Why? Why? How does that impact what we're actually profiting? Yes. Number two, down payment lowers their payment. You have to remember the majority of consumers today could give a rat's butt about the sales price. They, they say they do, and all these people really want you to believe that, but you know what? They don't. The overwhelming majority of customers, what is my monthly payment? If they're negotiating on the price, they're negotiating on the price to get a lower payment. They're negotiating on a trade. Ultimately, the payment is the deal maker, deal breaker. And down payment makes the deal. Hmm. So the next thing is, Mr. Cushman, I'm going to give you 48 equal distinct payments, $618 to $628, depending on your personal credit. Uh, the customer can't pay $628. Well, first of all, the $628 is not that radical on the $32,000 or $32, card. The reason being the down payment lowered the payment. So I opened up at 48 months with 20% down. The payment is, is not outrageous. It's not going to shock the customer. They're not going to throw a chair at like in the old days. No. I think the customer has had a reasonable payment because I've got a reasonable down payment and a shorter term on the loan. So the consumer says, I can't pay 628 now, David Cruz, are you there? I am. What a 99% of the salesmen say the very next words out of the mouth. Oh, well, what can you pay? What, uh, I can't pay 628 and the salesman says, what? What can you pay? Oh, you know, okay. You're right, sir. Well, actually, this church is around. It's a bullshit. What can you really pay? <laughs>
Jim. Jim, we've got we've got a we only got a couple of minutes. I mean, I know it's flown by, so I know. What's that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. This is this is I mean, I'm sure that people are absolutely taking taking notes and this is this is helping immensely. It's phenomenal. Um, Take a couple of minutes, though, and, and, you know, and give some closing remarks on this. Obviously, find a way to kind of tie it in and then tell dealers because obviously they know how to get a hold of you. But you can you know, they 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 need this, man, and they need more of you. They need you in the business. That's good stuff. Gosh, it, it flies by. Man. Yeah, it, it flies by. But Jim's right. We we tackled a lot of subjects uh, just in that short uh, span of time. And, you know, um, I would encourage people to replay it again and again because some of the word tracks that Jim gave are just it, it, put it. Just try them. Right. Yeah. Pepsi challenge it. Right, Jim. Try those tracks and see what happens. Well, Jim, we want to thank you for for taking time out and doing this. And I know this material, I mean, this is just just a little bit that you've given is is thousands and thousands of dollars worth of material. And, uh, man, you're you're, you're great as always. Um, And I encourage dealers to the information will be on the screen. Mike, make sure you put the uh, Super Conference in Seattle up on the screen, how they can find it. And um, Jim's phone number that he gave out. And, Jim, thanks for stopping by and being with us, man. We, we, uh, you're, you're one of our favorites, if not the favorite, man. Just love you to death. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Jim. That was Jim Ziegler. And um, I, 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 I second what Cribs said, man. Make sure that you uh, replay it. Um, and, you know, sometimes uh, just depending on what kind of device um, we're on, I know the audio could be, you know, a little fuzzy or what have you, but I, I encourage you to, to squint if you have to listen. Pick up the, uh, the information and if you're in anywhere, not if you're in the market, if you're in Seattle, it's a no-brainer. But if you're anywhere close, if you're if you know if you're anywhere close to an airport, <laughs> we can get on a plane and fly there. I highly recommend you attend because I'm going to tell you, um, Jim hit it on the head. It doesn't really matter. Sometimes we forget that no matter what uh, era we're in, you know, in technology and in the world, um, his practices and what he teaches will work because the bottom line is to sell a car ultimately 
you have to deal with one thing that's not going to go anywhere, and that's people. And when you're dealing with people, you know, you deal with people. And it really doesn't matter. It's irrelevant how you get that customer, whether it's through the Internet or whether it's through an advertising or marketing or an up that walks in the door. It's just irrelevant. It doesn't matter. You have to deal with people. And when you're trying to make money, and there's nothing wrong with money, full price is a fair price, as Jim said. Great, man. I mean, let's make the car business extremely profitable again. You know, let's do everything we can to be fair but full. Yeah, and you know the the funny thing is the objections mm-hmm. on a car deal. The objections really haven't ever changed. I mean, they're the objections are the same thing, the same objections. So these word tracks, uh, I can speak firsthand for them as well, because uh, many of the things that 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 uh, Jim Jim was sharing um, are word tracks and terminology. Terminology is huge, mm-hmm. Dave. The difference in one word is is huge in closing a deal. One, yeah. word, one word can either Make a deal or break a deal, just mm-hmm. in the way that you say it and, and using an actual term that is uh, appropriate. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Jim. Uh, make sure you check him out. The information will be on the screen. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live at Auto Dealer Live. Tweet Leader is going on. Um, I know tweets have been going out. I see it on one of the screens in front of me. Uh, top 20. Top 20. Jim says he's going to throw in multiple Alpha Dog hats. We've got shirts, Car Girl, Car Guy, Auto Dealer Live shirts. We've got wristbands, bracelets, signed autograph books. Listen, we're going to send the whole kit and caboodle, man. Top 20. Get it. Make sure that you stay on Twitter. Blow it up. The next up. The next up. The next up is the general sales manager of Mark, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Is he after? Uh, is the next up not him, Mike? It's not him. Never mind. So the next up. The next up. By the way, we want to thank the next up. We want to thank Clint yes, Burns, man. He's a rock star. The next up is the twins from the same embryo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Split down the middle. One egg. turning into two. Is that how it works? I, I don't, don't know. Remember. It's been a long time. The dynamic double mint duo, Aaron and Amanda Ryan, with Get Your Social On. <laughs> Hey, oh, another week, and it is Get Your Social On. That's what you're tuned into right now on Auto Dealer Live. I'm Aaron Ryan. And I'm Amanda Ryan. Today, we're going to be touching on something brand new for you guys that's coming to Facebook. It is the new, new Call Now CTA coming to Facebook ads. What is a CTA? It's something you already know. It's a call to action button. Um, and you, you probably see them on your Facebook page with the shop now that you can have up there. Right. I mean, your Facebook ads, did you see them? Like, especially the click to website ads. Definitely. You'll see a call to action button happening there. Um, but it's not going to be applied to all Facebook ads. Right. Let's be clear. It's not going to no. be applied to all Facebook ads. But. There is one in particular that a call now, and who doesn't want a call now button on Facebook ad that it's going to actually be coming to, and it is local awareness ads. Haven't heard of local awareness ads? That's okay. It's all right. It's it's fairly new. It is. I mean, it came out like middle of last year, maybe October, October. fall. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so basically, what are local awareness ads, right? This is something that many of you may not be aware of, but... That's what we're here for. So local awareness ad (laughs) is basically where you can hyper-target your local community so that you can um, have them know who you are in a 50-mile radius or lower, or you can customize. Customize Um, So those local awareness ads, 
They currently have a different type mm-hmm. of call to action buttons that may not have been worth your time, but with this call now, a call to action button, it could change it could everything. Change everything. Well, you know, the thing is, is that with local awareness, the other ads have specific purposes, like fa- Facebook page likes, right? Promote it posts, click to website ads, where local awareness ads are literally to help you just market your brand. Your yeah, brand it's all you about, you know, the feed. marketing aspect. And even though yeah. with those other ads that you use, you have that association. Yeah, and you're locally this targeting, of course, with those ads. Exactly. This is more hyper-focused. So this is something you would want in addition right. to those other listed uh, recommended Facebook ads. But it's going to become even more important as the call, the call now button starts to roll out on, on Facebook, which we're really excited about. Currently, Facebook local awareness ads have get directions or like page. Now, I don't know. To me, like page, it's kind of a redundant um, process of having page likes. You want to have some sort of ROI. And I think that the call to action um, will uh, basically give that where get directions and like page where you're already having a like page ad. Mm-hmm. It probably is just better to um, to see what the, the call now, call to action. Yeah, and I mean, do. not to mention like with get directions, you can go to the Facebook page and get that. Or so, you can even like type in Google. A lot of, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of dealers aren't necessarily wanting to put money into something that people can easily find already. However, with a call now button, they're going to be able to click that call to action button. And what will pop up onto the screen is your phone number and then for for them to actually be able to call from their mobile phone, from, you know, people have tons of things on their, on their desktop or laptop, tablet and your tablet. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. this gives them another option to just quickly find you quickly call you if they have a question, they want to schedule an appointment and, uh, and it's right there on Facebook. So, and it's super helpful for those who are like, you know, currently looking to browse in the market, have some questions. Oh, you know what? I forgot about one, two, three, four. Right. Maybe I should check them out too. And if it's coming through the newsfeed and then the ability for them not to have to take an extra step besides press the button for call now, then they're going to be, you know, super happy to do it. I'd love to see how the turnout's going to be. I I think it's going to be good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. We mm-hmm. always like new stuff to try, um, especially if we feel as though it could provide a better ROI than what's already existing. Yeah. And um, so it'll be definitely interesting to see. Yeah, additional ROI for your dealership. All right, it is time for Get Your Social Live. Social, social shout out, shout out. Do, 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 do. I hope you do that with us. I actually. hope you do it with us, because <laughs> if not, I'm just silly. <laughs> All right, at Serial Sales Pro, hello to you. Hello. Fellow friend on Twitter, what we're listing here, if you haven't tuned in to get your social on before and seen social shout outs, we list people in the automotive industry that we tweet with, that have followed us on our various social networks. And that you might want to connect with too. And that you can connect with. They're, yeah, that's they're important. Real people that, you know, don't put out that spammy content that we see all over the interweb. So check them out and see if they're right fit for you. Right? And like you can exchange ideas. Yeah. There's chit-chat. Th- just chit-chat about, it. About oh. the industry. <laughs> at sale, Serial Sales Pro. At Carlister Co. Hello. At Melissa at Gills. Hello to you. She says she's the queen of Nissan. And like she that. loves glittery things. I really <laughs> like her description. I memorized it. I wrote to her. I'm like, I really like your Twitter bio. <laughs> That's at awesome. FL Ford Salesman. So another Floridian. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I believe that is. Cribs and Villa. Another person in Florida there you, you can hook up with. All right. So that is Get Your Social On Social Shoutouts. You can connect with us on Twitter. I'm at the Aaron Ryan. I'm at 
Amanda shares. And together, we're at GYSO Addicts. Follow us there, chit chat with us. If you have social media questions, you can ask us there, but you can also hop on over to Facebook at you any sure time. You sure can. Facebook.com slash groups slash get your social on. We can interact there, talk about any questions you might have, any hiccups you might be having with social media, or content marketing. Any topics that you might want us to cover? Digital marketing in general. Let us know. Let us know. If you have it, we will. We want to provide you with what you need. Yes. It's, it's really important to us. Because we want you to get your social on, right? We do. That is the <laughs> That's goal. the key. Speaking of get your social on, you can head on over to wikimotive.com slash GYSO and watch all previous get your social on videos. Plus blog posts that have extra tips and tips. Uh, information. And we also have wallpapers, the ringtone for get your social on. You know you want so, that on your phone. So much fun. Or to remind you that get your social on is happening Thursday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, if you love the week. intro to get your social on, you can have it for free. <laughs> what? For free. I know. Just go to wikimotive.com slash GY so with all other goodies and fun stuff there until next time friends get your social on hey Dave we're back hey we're back <laughs> did you know that uh, you know, I'm, I'm too busy looking at the tweeter, 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 Twitter stuff. So, you know, but awesome. hey, we're back. Awesome segment, girls. Thank you very much. As GYSO. Get your social on. Uh, on the screen right now, we want to thank, and this is just some of them, guys. We were, it really, they were, I, honestly, and I wish our guys, uh, they, we're going to go back. Because you know, I'm looking at the screen, and I'm not even kidding you. There were three times this amount. Uh, your Twitter handles are on screen um, the, to the best of our guys' knowledge, trying to get those who helped share today. Um, we wanted to give you a special shout out. Leave it up there, Mike, for a couple of uh, for you know a few seconds here. And um, there's more, and we're going to make sure that we find out the others that just helped on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, just just really pushed the show today. Want to thank you guys, and uh, make sure you follow them if you're not already. These are uh, individuals in the automotive community, uh, dealers and vendors alike that are professionals, and want to thank them uh, for uh, not only listening but for supporting and sharing the, uh, the show. Yes, great show so far. Jim Ziegler, Aaron, and Amanda Ryan, thank you so much. And the next up, Dave, mm-hmm. is Marsh Bice with Sales Diamonds. Hi everybody, Marsh Bice here, and welcome to another edition of Sales Diamonds on Auto Dealer Live. I'm happy to be with you this month, and what I really want to quickly talk about is a book that I just read, and I think it's a book that everybody in the sales industry, everybody in life for that matter, should actually read. The name of the book is called Rejection Proof. Now, I've got it on Kindle, so I'm going to show you what that looks like. So, it's Rejection Proof is the name of the book, and it's by Jia Jiang. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a background as far as what the book is about is, it's about a guy who faces 100 days of rejection. Now, let's back up a little bit and see how the book actually came about. Because Gia wrote this book um, as a little bit of a story on how his life actually opened up because he was willing to suscept himself to rejection. So, Gia worked for a Fortune 500 company, and he did very well, made six figures, uh, made a six-figure income, did very well for himself. But there was always this nagging feeling that he wasn't accomplishing his life's goal. And so... 
he, he, it, it, the, the longer he just kind of stood in that, the more violent it became inside for him. And he went to his wife, who was pregnant, and he said, I, I just don't feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose in life. And she told him, she said, I'll tell you what. She said, quit your job, and you got six months to make it work. And if things don't work out, then go back to corporate America. You can always go back. But one thing I don't want you to do is I don't want you to have a regret in life knowing that you could have tried something, but you didn't actually do it. So Gia did just that. He quit his job and really went out there. He's, a, he's an app developer, wanted to start developing apps. And so he started developing apps. And so like anything, anything new, you start out there and you're on fire and everything's going great the first month and every, he's assembling a team and he's, he's got all this, this charisma, this attitude, this fire, this burning sensation that finally he's fulfilling his life's calling, but then life kind of set in. And so what happened is, is things started getting a little bit tough. And it wasn't as easy as he thought it was going to be. And the funding wasn't coming through and he's running out of money. Plus, not to mention, don't forget, he's got a wife at home and a baby on the way. And so here he is, he's putting some things together and finally they get their big break, he and his team. And this, this uh, investor comes through and says, I'm very interested. Let's, let's roll this thing out. Let's see what happens. And so they've got this newfound energy. They're developing this app. It's right on the brink of coming through. And the investor pulls out. He's crushed. Absolutely crushed. Because he's got no options. He's got no plan B. And the investor is gone. His team doesn't know what to do. And so he goes to his wife and with his head in his hand and he just feels like a huge failure and his wife said pick your head up this is only month four i told you i would give you six months you got two months to make this work and with that newfound energy he picked his head up and he realized you know what i'm playing not to lose instead of playing to win and so one thing he set out to do is he decided instead he was going to play the win and the way that you play to win is, is you got to go out there and you got to face the rejection. And you got to realize that you're not going to die from rejection. And so he began to, he became this YouTube sensation. He began to film himself getting rejected. Now, these are weird rejections, okay? He asked a random stranger to borrow $100 and he filmed it. And at first, he was terrible at it. He got rejected, he took off running. Uh, he went to a Krispy Kreme donut shop during the Olympics and asked them to fry donuts in the in the shape of the olympic circles and they actually did it there's a lot of things he actually knocked on a guy's door and asked to play soccer in his backyard guy never knew him and in a, and the guy actually complied and did it and so there was a lot of times that customer or, or people complied and there was other times he got rejected but an interesting thing happened the more he got rejected the more possibilities opened up for him and as so much so that Tony Shea, the, the founder of, uh, the CEO of, uh, and founder of Zappos, came across his video and flew him out to the corporate offices out there in Vegas to give a speech to one of the best companies, ran companies in the world. And this guy had never done any public speaking before, went there, did the speech. It was so compelling that he got a standing ovation. Tony Shea brings him to his office, offers him a job, and Gia said, no thanks. I, I don't think this is, this is the direction I want to go. But with that, he knew he was on to something. And there's an interesting chapter real quick that I want to go over is uh, in chapter five, and he's talking about rejection. 
And God knows in our industry, there's a ton of rejection. So there are some things that, that we have to look at with rejection. And there's three takeaways, three lessons that he actually learned. The first one is, is rejection is human. The second one is, rejection uh, is an opinion. And the third one is, is rejection is a number. And so real quick today, I just want to talk about those three things. Okay, so the first lesson is, rejection is human. And at the beginning of, of this chapter, he's talking about that, that Gia decides that he wants to go to three uh, offices and ask to be their assistant for a day. And so he, he just chooses three randomly and walks into the offices. The, two, the first two offices just flat out turn him down. The third office, though, uh, he, run, he runs into an office manager. Her name is Jennifer. And she's actually curious when he asks the question. And she asks a few more questions, come to find out he's got credentials, he worked for a Fortune 500 company, and she says, okay. And so he becomes her assistant for the day. And, you know, the, the, the question was formed to the same, uh, the, the same way to every company, those three companies. But the, the first two just flat out rejected him, and the last one actually accepted him. And so when he went to ask Jennifer later, he said, why, why did you even accept me? Because the first two offices declined me. She said, well, there's two aspects. Number one, my dad was a salesman. And he always said, don't flat out uh, deny a customer's request. And the other thing is, don't discredit a customer's intentions. And so you always have to stay curious and you have to dig beneath that and ask a little bit more why, where are they coming from with this? And so that carried over to her when she was in the food industry and she was a waitress. And so that really helped her to comply with customers and she was very good at it. And so because she was curious, she actually got to know Gia a little bit better and then ended up realizing that he's got credentials and ended up hiring him. And so what you have to understand is when you get rejected, the entire universe is not rejecting you. And you've got to stop feeling like that the universe, the weight of the world is coming down on you. You haven't lost your touch. You haven't lost your mojo. The universe is not conspiring against you. Rejection is, it has to have two parties. And so when a customer rejects you, it says more about them than it does about you. And so you can't take rejection uh, as an indictment. And, and so that's what happens a lot of times. We get rejected. We indict ourselves, we lock ourselves in these self-imposed prisons, and we just feel like we just can't go any further. But on the other side of that, too, you can't take all the approvals as validation, okay? Rejection is not an indictment, and an approval is not a validation, okay? It's just a part of the process itself. So understand this. Rejection is human. It's an opinion that we'll get to here in just a second. And customers are coming in with some preconceived notions and sometimes some, some lifetime baggage, they're bringing these things into it. And so when they're flat out rejecting you, it's, it's, it's because they don't have enough information. So when a customer rejects you, you have to peel the onion back and you have to ask a few more why questions. Why is the customer rejecting you? Why are they just flat out not even listening to you? So if you can, what I always say, get the conversation out on the table. They're having a whole nother conversation in their head. So when they reject you, your job is, is to help extract that rejection, help get that out of their head, get it out into the open, so that way you can dig beneath a little bit and find out a little more why. If you can uncover the why, then you can get some movement going in your deal. Let's go on to the next one. 
All right, so let's go on to number two. Rejection is an opinion. And what you have to understand, rejection is not a truth. It's only a truth if you allow it to be so. And so when customers are rejecting you, remind yourself very quickly that they just have an opinion. And you have to understand, customers, like I alluded to just a few minutes ago, customers are coming in with a lot of baggage. They don't like your profession. And so you've got to remember, never, never mirror negative behavior. And so it's easy when you're jiving with a customer, when you're getting along with that customer, that customer is lined up with you. It's easy to get along with those. But how do you how do you relate to the customer who's coming in that's very fearful? How do you relate to the customer who comes in and who is just an alpha male and who is just trying to just bulldoze you? How do you respond to those? And many times what we do is we step down to their negative behavior when instead you got to keep it high. And that's all about the attitude, the attitude that you carry. And understand, if you remind yourself very quickly, when a customer hits you with some sort of rejection, some sort of negativity, remind yourself is, you know what, they've just got an opinion. And so you have the ability at this point to actually influence their opinion differently. You never know. You don't know what happened before they got there. You don't know what happened this morning. You don't know what's going on in their, in their lives. You don't know those things. And so sometimes as the course goes on and you establish some trust and credibility, those ideas may come up. And those things may come up where you can actually relate to them and help them out a little bit. But until that time comes, remember, rejection is just an opinion itself. And they're entitled to their opinion, but you're also obligated to influence. So always keep it high. Always keep it real. Keep a good, soft body language. Don't tighten up your jaw. Don't mean mug them. Don't clench your fist. Keep it loose. Keep it open. Keep it smiling. Keep it moving. And remember, rejection is just an opinion. Last but not least, number three, rejection is a number. Now, God knows we've all heard that. Hey, it's just, yeah, we hear that all the time in the car business. Hey, it's just a numbers game. But Gia actually writes about different authors, well-known authors, and how many times they actually got rejected before, uh, before they finally made their big breakthrough. And, you know, Carrie was rejected, uh, Stephen King, uh, wrote Kerry, he was that Kerry was rejected 30 times. He got so pissed off the last time he was rejected, he threw his manuscript in the trash. His wife picked it up out of the trash can, sent it to one more publisher, and lo and behold, now you have Stephen King. Uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, the author of the Harry Potter series, was rejected 12 times. The only reason why she was approved is because one of the publishers got the manuscript, didn't really interest her, but she handed it to her granddaughter. She was keeping her granddaughter for the weekend. She handed the book to her granddaughter, the manuscript, and the granddaughter couldn't put the book down. And so she read it, the entire thing, the, that weekend, and said, oh, my God, Grandma, you got to publish this book. Lo and behold, there's J.K. Rowling. The, the well-known movie, The Help, Catherine Stockett, her, <laughs> she was rejected 60 times before it became a book and then became a movie. How many times do we turn back because we get two or three rejections? And just think of the, these well-known authors who, if they would have stopped after getting just a couple of rejections. Can you imagine getting rejected 60 times? Pouring your heart, your absolute heart and soul, sleepless nights, late nights, early mornings, writing your heart onto the paper, and then just have people just flat out re refuse you. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? But how many times are you willing to get rejected? 
See, what you have to do is you can't just look at rejection as something where you just step back up to the plate and whack away at it. It's not that. What you have to do is you have to look at rejection as feedback. And so every time you get rejected, okay, it's human, uh, it's an opinion, and what's the feedback? What's the storyline behind this? What am I doing? This gives you a chance to actually hone your craft. And so when you get rejected, what are you working on? See, a lot of times we get rejected and all of a sudden we're going to start blaming everybody. Well, he's the problem. F and I won't put the deal out. I had a deal and then, and then you know, they screwed it up. They wouldn't put enough money in the trade. All these kind of different things. Marsh is out of touch. He hadn't sold cars in forever. You have all these kind of different things. And what we do is when we get rejected, we blame everybody else. But if you use rejection as a number, as, as a number of, uh, with your feedback, then what you do is you start honing your craft. And there's an interesting quote in here I want to read to you, and hopefully I can get to it real quick, is rejection is human. It's an opinion. But he says this, if I viewed other people's opinions as the main judgment of merit, which is what I was doing when I took every rejection to heart, then my life would be a miserable mess. I'd be basing my self-worth and even the course of my life on the whims and judgments of others. And a lot of times, isn't that what we do? We, we, we react to the day. We react to the rejections. And if life is going good, if we got 12 cars out halfway through the month, hey, life's good. But then all of a sudden, if we're not where we need to be, then we just, we just fall on our own sword. And what you have to understand is this, and I want you to get this book. This book is absolutely awesome. And it was one of those, I, I, wasn't, even, I wasn't even trying to even get something sales related other than just the rejection part of it but it really opened up my eyes. And if you look at rejection today as human, that understand that you're dealing with a human, okay? You're dealing with preconceived notions. If you look at it as they're just forming an opinion, and, so, and they're entitled to their opinion, but you're obligated to your influence, and then rejection is a numbers game for you to get feedback, to continue to hone your craft, and it's got absolutely nothing to do with your self-worth or validation, if you look at those aspects from that perspective, boom, you're off to the races. So had a great time here. Look forward to hearing uh, your comments on this. And I need some feedback on what you would like to see next time. If you want to see more books, hear about more book summaries, or if you want to do something a little bit different, hit me up on Twitter. It's Marsh Bice, B-U-I-C-E, or hit me up on Auto Dealer Live, and they'll get the message over to me. Until next time, I am Marsh Bice, and I'll see you on the blacktop. All right, I'm back, and I uh, want to thank Marsh Bice, man. What an awesome segment of Sales Diamonds. And I know we're over, and I appreciate you hanging with us. Um, I'm by myself. Um, Cribs is down there sleeping. You're never uh, yeah. by yourself. You're in there with me, Mike. You're in here with me. <laughs> and, uh, no, Cribs had to go out. He actually is on a uh, live training call right now with a dealer client of ours, so um, he had to jump out. So I'm going to close the show down, and I want to thank uh, Mr. Jim Ziegler. I want to thank Amanda and Aaron Ryan. I want to thank Marsh Bice. I want to thank... Uh, my co-host here, Dave Cribs. I want to thank Mike Cherup, our uh, Monster Mike, our producer. I want to thank the crew, Heath. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Mike Okinda. Panganaban. Panganaban. Heath Panganaban. Uh, and uh, Mike Okindo, Chris Fritcher. And uh, these are all the people that make it happen every single week. And uh, uh, I'm Dave Villa. And before we go, make sure you check out a couple of things. Go to SerialSalesPro.com. Just check out. It's a motivation site that I have. Also go to the dealer hub, thedealerhub.com, 
it's uh, uh, about a thousand plus dealers um, and automotive professionals that are on this site. It's free. It's a blog site. Go on post, man. Put comments on there. Um, there's several forums. We want to hear from you, and uh, we'd love to connect with you on the Dealer Hub. If you are wanting to connect, uh, get a free subscription, a free subscription with a, having a physical magazine mailed to your dealership, uh, go to Dealer Solutions, dealersolutions.info, and hit the subscribe button. That's our online magazine, and then we have a physical mailed version. It goes out to now, I think, 11,000-plus dealer principals and general managers across the nation every month. And, um, and, uh, and so if you want a free subscription to that and get on the mailing list um, and get a physical magazine every month, go to dealersolutions.info, hit subscribe, and put your info in there. Completely free of charge. I'm Dave Villa, and I uh, want to thank you for hanging with us. And we'll see you next week on Auto Dealer Live.